Do you love movies? Do you love TV? Do you love when people give their opinions about your favorite movies and TV shows? Then you'll love Nady and Katie and the movies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Nady and Katie at the movies. Once again, this show does exist, even though we haven't recorded an episode since the beginning of August, because life gets busy when you have two children and you are a teacher and you're on a weight loss journey and you're eating less and less and less. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not eating less and less, but I am on a weight loss journey, but we're not going to talk about that. I am your host, Nady, aka Nathan, because that's my real name, but I could go by Nady on this show. And with me, as always, is my delightful friend, Katie. Hi, Katie. How are you? I'm great. Just changed a poopy diaper. <laughs> Another day in the life. Good times. Good times. And on this special episode, because I call it a special episode because it's our episode that we haven't done in like forever in a day, but it's also special for another reason because for the first time ever, we have a special guest who apparently is like all things Mandalorian. She knows all the things. So basically, she's going to be taking over this whole episode, I guess. Uh, special guest, would you like to introduce yourself, please? Hi, my name's Libby and I'm a Mandalorian nerd. Libby's a friend of mine. And man, Nathan, when I started to talk about Mandalorian, she her face just lit up. And I knew we had to have her on the podcast when she came to church with a duct tape Mandalorian mask that she had made. I thought I've actually remade it a lot better, a lot better. Those of you who are listening, if you followed us on our journey so far, we've watched the good, the bad, and the ugly in the Star Wars universe. That's right. We watched the Star Wars holiday special. It was, again, a bucket of suck. But we're past that now because now we're talking about what I think is probably one of the best Star Wars TV shows that they've come out with in a good while. And that is, drumroll please. I don't know why I did that because you already know because we already said what we're talking about. We're talking about The Mandalorian. And if you've watched the show before, you know that this is where we get our rating system name from, our one out of six Grogu's. This is where we get it from. Oh, so, yeah. Katie, I got to be honest, I haven't rewatched it in a while. And when I did rewatch it, I kind of only watched the first and last episode because I had watched all of them before. But I do know that I missed some epic episodes. I just yeah. want Libby to try to do her best synopsis. Of Mandalorian season one. Should we time her? I, I'm going to time her. I'm going to, yeah, let's see how long this takes. <laughs> the, so over, okay. overview sweep. And remember, we only watched season one. And that's okay. two out. Episode one, we have this dude. He's a Mandalorian. And he's a bounty hunter. And he's getting this, he gets this job from this other dude who's not a Mandalorian. <laughs> and then... He goes to this planet and meets this dude whose name I cannot pronounce. Oh, yeah, Krill. Krill, right? okay. This is called cool. Krill. Okay. Yeah, so, and so he, well, he meets Krill because yeah. he gets... Trembled by blur. Yes. <laughs> Basically, bounty hunters are... Their whole job is to, like, find, I guess... Find, find people. Find people. So he gets assigned to find this thing. Yeah. Right? That's what took him yes. to meet Krill? Yes. Okay. And so 
Curl helps Mando tame a blurg and Mando rides it to this place where they're keeping the asset and, um, or what he's looking for. And he meets this IG droid, IG-11. At multiple points during the um, episode, IG-11 threatens to self-detonate. So. Yeah, it's, and what is an IG? I think it's a bounty hunter droid yes. or an assassin droid. It's assassin, yeah. So they're built to kill. <laughs> Basically, yeah. So then they take out all the dudes protecting the asset, and then they go inside the place and they find this little egg thing. Basically, it's not like an actual egg, but and then it opens, and there's this adorable little baby Yoda thing that IG droid wants to kill it because that's its mission. And Mando's just like you don't get to kill it and then it's about to kill it and then you hear the blast of fire and the ig droid is shot and Mando reaches his hand and then the little baby yoda creature just touches his hand and that's, and that's the end just, of the episode and that's just the first episode people and that's yeah the first episode <laughs> i mean truly it, now to give her some credit it's an amazing show and honestly i think you could go from there as the synopsis yeah. i mean the the first episode truly builds up the whole show's about the whole show is yeah. about the mandalorian who's supposed to turn in the baby Yoda, but instead forms this attachment like father and son. And the whole season is just basically him protecting baby Yoda from, from like the Imperial people or because yeah. ba- basically the empire is like gone. Yeah. If you remember from five years after um, the return of the Jedi. Of the Jedi yeah. So like empire has gone, but is it really gone? And you meet this guy named Moff Gideon um and he's sort of the new epic like maybe let's say the new Darth Vader and he gets killed yay good prevails except the very last scene in season one he emerges from that's the dark saber by the way he emerges from the what's it called the tie fighter the tie fighter and he's got the dark saber leaving most with many questions, but for us nerds that have watched all of Star Wars, we know it's the Darksaber as yeah. seen in Star Wars Rebels. And Star Wars The Clone Wars. Um, who else, did I forget? But also, what's the girl's name? She's um, kind of like Xenon Warrior, Warrior Princess. Cara Dune. Cara Dune. Yeah. She's another key player. Did we miss any other key players, Nathan? That was, a, it was like about two and a half minutes. That's impressive. And I mean, of course, you see the usuals. The stormtroopers yeah. are there. A lot of the stormtroopers same. being absolutely no brains. Yes, exactly. I thought it was uh, good, but sorry. So yeah. So now that we're done with the synopsis, we do need to get into reviews. But can I just? I, it's kind of part of review, but also part of synopsis. I was very angry that they let Krill die the way he. I understand it's a movie, so someone's going to die, maybe. But to have him, it was so uneventful. Like, it's not like he saved baby Grogu and then died. Like how um, how the, the joy, he just straight up gets shot in the back and then baby Grogu. So he basically fails at the one thing he's trying to do. Like, to me, that's just, that's too sad. Again, if you let him die, it's just let him die heroically at least. But it was like a lose-lose. That bothered me. Well, Katie, you know, like they say on the show, this is the way. This is the way the script was written. And oh, God. That's just how it happened. <laughs> this is the way. Well, I didn't like that. And also, second second question. What's the robot's name? IG-11. IG-11 gets reprogrammed. So um, he ends up being doing something very heroic. You know, Krill trained him. He does something very heroic. And he self-destructs to get all these stormtroopers. 
I'm sorry, but in like five minutes before, he just like destroys like dozens. He like comes through the town just blasting stormtrooper after stormtrooper after stormtrooper. And you're telling me he couldn't handle 20? He, he The only way he could defeat them was self-destruct? That's baloney. Again. Um, this is the way. This is the way. <laughs> Get out of here. The way the script was written. Well, the thing, the thing I didn't like was that the first couple episodes felt like a video game. Like he had to go and get this special egg for the Jawas just so they would help him. And like, that's what the whole episode was, was him just getting this egg and it was random. And like, I don't think it got interesting until like the fourth, maybe fourth episode. I can't remember which episode it was when like all of the Mandalorians came out of hiding and did this epic battle scene. And they're like shooting up the whole, all the bad guys and stuff. I was like, okay, that was pretty epic. And that's when the show kind of picked up steam and until like the very ending and it just led to like, oh, what's going to happen the second season? And if you haven't watched the second season yet, holy shnikey, some awesome stuff happens in, in the second season. Katie, I think you told me before you, ha- you haven't you haven't watched The Mandalorian before, which um, I don't know why, because it's awesome. Well, it's good. Well, that's what the podcast journey is for. I will say, um, to, to your point, my mom, I actually was talking to her yesterday and she asked me, does it pick up? Because she she actually stopped watching. She felt like the first few episodes were really slow. And she was like, is it worth watching? Would you say it's worth? I mean, let's let's hear what Libby has to say. It is worth watching. I, know, I will just say that. It is so good. I know you like more Mandalorian, but yeah. as a Mandalorian nerd, what are some critiques? Did you feel like the, the uh, show failed anywhere? Okay. My least favorite episode and... The um the prisoner, I think it's episode five. Mm-hmm. So bad. just not good. What boring? I just, just I didn't like it. Just like I feel like it was. Oh, was that the one where what, they bust what? they bust out one of the prisoners? Yes, from, and it's just mm. yeah, it was just like it does kind of feel like a throwaway episode. Yeah, like, it does. Didn't... I mean, we do need to know who. Um. Oh yeah, never mind. This is a spoiler for season two. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, one of the people comes back, but you didn't need it. Yeah. That's pretty spot on. I, I would agree with you. That was kind of a throwaway episode. Yeah. Um, okay, what about favorite creepy. episode? Nathan, did you have a favorite episode or, like, sequence? I think my favorite episode is when the Mandalorians came out of hiding. And because you, you're not really expecting it because you think, oh, no, what's going to happen? They're trapped. And then all these Mandalorians come flying in and start, like, doing, like, all this awesome Star Wars stuff, and, like, start shooting and stuff and, like, stuff and stuff. Oh, so so cool. So cool. That so was probably my favorite episode. And I also love the guy who plays uh, Goff. Is that his name? Moff Gideon? Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon, yeah. Goff Midian. From, he was in Breaking Bad. <clears throat> he's in Breaking Bad, and he's like in almost all the really cool stuff that's on nowadays. And I kind of met him in a way. He was at GalaxyCon in Raleigh, and he was there, and I didn't pay to meet him, but he was in the same building as me, so that's kind of cool. I had never seen the Mandalorian until just, you know, recently. And I didn't quite understand how the baby Yoda took the world by storm and was an absolute obsession by the world. And after watching this season, I understand the obsession. I mean, he's just so darn cute. And every interaction that like Mando has with him, it's just adorable. Well, and we also forgot to mention that like, I think in the second or third episode, that's when he starts showing his force powers. Yeah. Baby Yoda, who's that's not his actual name, by the way. 
his name is Grogu, but they don't tell, tell you his name until the second season. Spoiler! But yeah, everyone thought, oh, it's Baby Yoda. I'm like, there's no way that's Baby Yoda. There's no way there's Baby... No, no. Yes. But anyway, I think it was the egg episode, which was probably one of the cool parts <laughs> of the egg episode when he like makes the, the rhino thing. Like it's charging mm-hmm. after the Mandalorian. And then all of a sudden, he's the the monster like stops in its tracks and then it gets floated up in this in the air and mandalorian like turns to baby yoda slash grogu and he's like what's going on here and then you find out he has inherited jedi powers and he has the healing power i think it's the same episode maybe or a different one that he like heals uh at least he wants to he doesn't actually he doesn't he doesn't do that yet i'm pretty sure we just spoiled something else no, no, he he no, has, uh, Carl Withers, whatever that uh, that's the actor's name. The Apollo um, Creed. Yes, yes, Apollo Creed from Rocky. Uh, yeah, he heals him because that those like dragon things attack them, and he gets like sliced really good on the arm. And then little baby Yoda, that's why he decides to not double cross them. He's like, well, I was gonna turn you guys in, but now all of a sudden. I had a Jesus moment and I'm just going to turn good all of a sudden. Like that was actually maybe another critique. It's a lot to me. It was a stretch to go from, I was going to kill you. And then like an hour later, now I'm like completely trustworthy. I fallen into the love of baby Yoda. I mean, yeah, maybe that's what it is. That's how strong the love is for baby. Yoda. (laughs) He changes. It's like a metaphor for Jesus. So are we saying Grogu is Jesus? No, 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 we're not going there. Um, the Mandalorian Creed is supposedly you don't take the helmet off. Um, so, um, nerd, where does that come from? Okay, that's not true for every Mandalorian because in like Rebels and Clone Wars, we see Mandalorians without their helmets off like 24-7. So, one. this group of Mandalorians, actually this kind of a, happens in season two, but they're called the Children of the Watch. And they're um, there's a system called foundlings, and it's basically Mandalorian finds an abandoned child, Mandalorian takes an abandoned child, adopts this child, makes the child a Mandalorian. And the children of the watch, they do that a lot to truly be a Mandalorian. If you're not pure, like actually descended from Mandalorians biologically, you just don't take your helmet off. By any living thing, like no living thing has ever seen a Mandalorian foundling with his helmet off, which basically. comes into play later in the season because we do find out his name the mandalorian's name but i don't remember it's like yeah yeah that name yeah that one and he gets he gets mortally wounded and he's about to die and he's like oh leave me here and the ig unit's like i don't think so i i i'm here to protect the child and if i protect you i'm protecting the child he's like okay and the the ig unit's about to take his mask off he's like no no living thing has ever taken my mask off before and the IG unit, of course, because, you know, script writing is awesome. He says, I am not a living thing. I am a robot. And he, Mandalorian's like, good point. And so he takes the mask off and he heals him. So we see that it's it's uh, Pedro Pascal who's playing the Mandalorian, which I would never have guessed because I thought I knew what Pedro Pascal sounded like. And it doesn't sound like the Mandalorian, but apparently that's who it is. Well, it might be because of um, he has the helmet. And that is true because, you know, all of Star Wars, Darth Vader sounded like James Earl Jones, and then he gets revealed to be Mr. Egghead. So I guess that makes sense. And it wouldn't sound exactly like uh, the person, person's voice. Moving on. The Mandalorian nerd with us. What's your, why are you, why are you a Mandalorian nerd? What is it about? Okay. Mandal- is it the show or just the whole concept, even from like Boba Fett? The whole culture, just like they're amazing. And it's just like, 
Jedi are just like, oh, we have some fancy powers and we're better than everyone else. But with Mandalorians, they like, it's kind of like superheroes with superpowers and superheroes that have like, are actually like really smart, like tech stuff. And Hmm. that they like, they kind of earn their powers almost because Jedi, I feel like they don't really earn their powers. They just like, oh, I have the force. I'm so awesome. I'm better than everyone else kind of thing. But Mandalorians are just like, yeah, they actually had to yeah. work for it. Yeah. That's what I never thought about basically. that way. And, yeah, because they're warriors. Mandalorians are like the Star Wars version of Batman. And Jedi are Superman. But Superman's pretty awesome, though. So I, I, I can't really hey, agree yeah, with your logic. I'm sorry. I can't. Mandalorians rely on, like, gadgets and weapons and stuff. And yeah. all Jedi has to do is go, boom. Boom. <laughs> I thought we were, yeah, but actually we learn in Rebels that basically every single weapon in the Mandalorian's arsenal is used for fighting Jedi. So like their jetpack is used to replicate for um the force jump. And I think they have like a little shield almost and it can like repel lightsabers, I think. Kind of like, yeah. Yeah, yeah cause well, oh, that's season two, never mind. Uh, there's a lot, listen, I actually watched season two. And so I don't, I don't want to, you know, get too far into that, but that is our next homework, right? Is we get to watch season two of Mandalorian. I feel like season two is almost yes. like. So Mandalorian season two takes place right after Mandalorian season one. And that's when we get introduced to a bunch of new characters and some not so new characters. I'll just leave it at that. It's pretty epic. I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say, and season three is going to come out soon. So they're already have a season three lined up. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and review uh, the Mandalorian season one. Uh, Libby, since you are a special guest, I'll let you give a one out of six Grogu's one being <laughs> a bucket of suck. Six <laughs> Grogu's being the best thing since the Death Star, which yeah, I was gonna say, Nathan, let's give some examples. What would you give a one Grogu in in the Star Wars universe? Uh, the Star Wars Christmas special. Yes, I knew you were gonna say, and then maybe a six. Uh, six would be Rogue One. I think I gave Rogue One a six. Okay, right, so that's, 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 that's the best out of the newest newest stuff. I think Rogue Rogue One did an amazing job. How many Grogu's would you give season one specifically? At I'd say. Probably like five and a half, um, the prisoner episode bringing it down because that was just like not a good episode. But yeah, so it's like five and a half Grogu's. But don't go cutting your Grogu's in half. No, that, that would be sad. That would be extremely sad. Katie, what would you give season one of The Mandalorian? One out of six Grogu's. The, the fact that um, I'm actually using my my spouse, Scott, as a indicator here. The fact that I didn't have to like force him to watch it and that we would sometimes watch two episodes a night even on work nights means that he was bought in which is saying a lot and yes i think i was pretty bought in I was a smidgen slower but man they they couldn't get me more pumped to watch season two and i think that speaks for itself i'm gonna give it i like what libby said five and a half all right well then i will give it a solid five i'll give it a five because I thought that it was a little slow burn, especially with like, oh, the mini adventures. Like he has to go save this village now. And now he has to find this egg. And now he has to find this. I mean, it's just, no. Episode four is when it really started picking up. And it to me, it shouldn't take that long for a show to pick up. But that's just my opinion. Wow. All right. 
So, yes, that was Mandalorian season one. Thank you, Libby, for joining us. Hopefully, maybe you'll join us for season two. You bet your blue cookies. Thanks for listening to Nadie and Katie at the movies. Feel free to leave us a review so people can find the show. Follow us on all our social media platforms. And if there's a movie that you wish for us to watch, you can contact us at nadieandkatie at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and have a great day.